Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine. Hey, hello. Welcome back to Don't Give a 50, the podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 like us. Thanks to our awesome 50 issues who are tuning in each week and thanks to everyone who took the time to review our podcast. We're excited to be sharing this journey with all of you and your reviews really do help. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review and also tell your friends. Get them to share it. We'll leave a link in the show notes to make it easy. How are you, Trish? (laughs) (laughs) I've been better. Why are you laughing at me? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very well. Thank you. Very overwhelmed with all the lovely support for the podcast and encouragement. So thank you very much for that. And keep it up. We love it. It's completely awesome. Speaking of keep it up, we have Dave here. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I am the. Uh, I'm the. <laughs> I'm the support here. I'm the emotional bra that they bring in. Yeah, I'm the. I'm the producer uh, of Don't Give a Fifty. And geez, you guys are so much fun. You guys are the best. Seriously, it's no, like... No, Dave, you're the best. Yeah, we I know. love you. Do you know what? I um, I wanted to jump in quickly because I feel like our audience is starting to get to know you guys a little bit better at the moment. But I thought if we could go through some fast questions to get all that surface level chat out of the way so you guys can dive right in. Okay. You know, all that stuff that everyone's kind of like, you know, you talk about at a party that you're just, you know, you're just trying to fill the air, fill the conversations, but you really want to get to the deep stuff. So we'll get to that. So I thought I'd just ask you a quick five questions each, fast five even. So who wants to go first? Should we start with Trish? I, I was going to say, is this a competition? Like, is it No, it's bursting? never a like competition. Jump, <laughs> yes, it is. There's a win in everything, Trish. <laughs> <It's> a Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to get a bit more mongrel in me. <laughs> 
Oh, oh Trish. Leave Gordo now, out of this. I didn't <laughs> take it there. You two took it there, not me. Our Everyone goes, oh, Trish is the rude one. Well, let me tell you, on this occasion, I wasn't. <laughs> no, it was Dave and I. All right, uh, here we go. We're going to do a fast five. Trish, you're first. Why am I so nervous? I've got nothing you should to hide. Be. No, no, you definitely should be. It's not as if I've been naughty at all in my past. I've even getting a clammy thinking about it. <laughs> So here we go. Trish, you okay. are first. Uh, we're going to start off nice and easy. Cat or dog person? Oh, I – both. No. See, no, no. Don't tell me no. You have to be I have one or the other. I have cattle dogs and cats and I love them. I'm not one or the other. I have a place for all of them in my heart. I won't be told no. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, I'm feeling very threatened right now. That yeah, was the easiest you? question I could have come up with. No. You have to pick a side, though. You no, can't sit on the fence. I don't have to pick a side. I oh. can sit on the okay, fence. Okay, all right. It's like saying which your child, which of your children do you love the most? I could easily pick one. Me I too. Couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I love both my children equally. Okay. Oh, no, not the children one, the cats or dog one. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I was and talking about children. I know you're not going to be a cat person. <laughs> hey, I'll, we'll get to you I'll in a sec. I've been talking to Mel on a Zoom call and I have these really needy cats. Like, I think one of them is actually on the cat spectrum. And, yeah. Do you know when you talk to a friend? <laughs> what? And then you know when you a talk to spectrum? a Well, there is. Trust me. What is cat it? is on it. I don't know, but she's like... She's so needy. And, and I'm just going, you know that's you, really interesting, Trish. When you talk to your friend on the phone who may have small kids and you're trying to have a conversation, yeah. the kids are in the background, you think, oh, Dave knows all love about that. Kids, yeah. Love your kids, but shut up. Yeah. My cats are that. Okay. Annoying kid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one. Um, we've got to make this a fast five. Favourite movie? Oh, that's tough too. Mm. It, it, it has to be Melissa McCarthy, like Bridesmaids, okay. The Boss. Funny. What's comedies. your favourite scene on Bridesmaids? <laughs> Don't look at me! Look away! Look away! <laughs> Is that when she's shooting in, in the scene? Yeah, but I must I also oh say I love it when she has her leg up on the, oh, yeah. the plane and slaps the thigh. Yes. Do you feel that? It's the heat from Under Courage. That's also a favourite. But, yeah, I love a good laugh. I love a good escapism. You know, there's the Shawshank, I can't even Redemption. pronounce that, Redemption and stuff like that that are obviously – Brilliant movies, yep. but I do love just a good laugh. Okay, good. Uh, your go-to dance move? Oh, cartwheel. Cartwheel. Still ripping out cartwheels. I oh, might you do. I, you know, on that um, back in the day of the Wii, and there was like the Wii dance, and there was the everybody was kung fu fight. So I've got that Wii dance move for kung fu fighting down, and I can actually bring it into any dance, any tune. So even though I'm doing Kung Fu Fighting, it could be any other lyric that I'm Kung Fu Fighting too. Getting to know you guys over the last couple of weeks, when you say we dance, uh, I'm not sure whether it's the console that you're talking about or something that happens while you dance. <laughs> well, at this stage of my life, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> what old person thing do you do? Oh, my gosh, so many. Well, going back to the wee dance. But also I've got this thing now where my transition lenses um, with my glasses. So straight ahead is just normal. But down the bottom is the part that magnifies everything. So I yeah. walk around with my head tilted about looking down my nose. <laughs> That's excellent. That's so and good. And the other old person oh, here we thing go. I do. I've got two. I've got two. Oh, sure, Don't try right. and cut me off. <laughs> That's another one demanding attention. Um, but... Uh, with my glasses, if I can't find my normal glasses and I put my sunglasses on during the day because they've also got the transitional prescription lens, Gordo will come home at 7 o'clock at the night, at the night, and the <laughs> night, and it's dark and I still have my sunglasses on. Okay. <laughs> I can't find my other ones. 
Nothing wrong with me at all. What's the most embarrassing thing your parents ever did to you? Oh, my gosh. So, mum and I often will talk about this. So, I had a calisthenics concert and it was at the Moonshaw Primary School Hall. And mum was an excellent sewer. She still is a very clever lady. So, we would go shopping and, you know, you'd be out the front of Sports Girl or all these Cherry Lane in the day and all these shops that you just loved. And she'd be standing out there with her arms folded because, you know, she only wanted to go to Kmart because that was just ridiculous. And, um, you know, she'd go, oh, I could make that for you. I could make that for you. And, she, you know, my yeah. mum did oh, yeah. exactly <laughs> the same. I could just make that for buy, a third of the cost. Just buy the shot. Third just of the cost. Bu- just buy the girl the top, will you? <laughs> so anyway, I digress. But anyway, so I had this calisthenics concert and I had a new pair of ballet shoes to wear at the concert. Yeah. Apparently, it's all my fault because I'd been wearing these shoes out in the yard on the gravel driveway and ruined the sole. So being the nifty mother, she's going to hate this story, being the nifty mother she was and a clever seamstress, she decided that she would replace the soles herself. So what she did is she thought, <laughs> what, see where this is going. what fabric have I got here? Satin. Felt. <laughs> you can do the moonwalk. Oh, felt. Felt. <gasps> this is felt. Kim. So here I am doing a bit of a high knee skip across the stage oh. during the concert and yes, fucking flew off it onto my ass. <laughs> Thanks, Lorraine. <laughs> All right, Mel, over to you. This is your Fast Five. Uh, what is your favourite smell, Mel? Smell, Mel? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Dr. Seuss over here. for it to rhyme? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> actually. Um, okay, I'd say some uh, – th- I've got a few, I suppose. Yep. Frangipanis, yep. gardenias, my posy candle that I light every night, um, garlic and onion cooking. Yep. Um, smell of the ocean. How am I doing? Well, I was asked for your favourite, but uh, obviously oh. you're sitting on the fence with that one too. So. Oh, okay, let's go What's frangipani. Frangi- I think that was oh. that is my ultimate. That's so intoxicating. Yeah. Do you have some frangipani's uh, trees at home? I do. I do. Yeah, nice. love them. What's yeah. your least favourite smell? Um, fish. Okay. I effing hate. Fi- <laughs> I don't eat seafood, yep. and fart. so I don't. And so, look, so if Such Mark, a child. if Mark cooks fish, <laughs> oh, I love a fart joke. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, yeah. If Mark cooks fish, like yeah. I have to vacate the house. Okay. Like I will be dry reaching. Yeah, I'm bad. Is I'm there bad a specific that. type of fish? Like, is it actual fish or calamari? Does any seafood really put you off? Um, most seafood puts me off, but no, mostly fish. Okay. So yes, yeah, salmon and stuff like ooh, that just turns my stomach. Yeah. I'm dry reaching in a bucket. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if time and money was no object right now and coronavirus wasn't around, what would you be doing right now? I would be organising a trip to Israel okay. with my husband and kids yep. and I'd be spending about a month there. Why Israel? Oh, because it's full of really interesting people and the history is amazing and Mark's been there before and raved about it and it's just one of those places that I've always wanted to go to. Awesome. See, mm. love this about Mel. She'd be going to Israel because that's so interesting. I'd be like, no, I'll be going skiing because it's all about me because I love it. I'd be yeah. going to Positano, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, all the fluffy path. All the fluffy path. Positano is nice too. Like, mm. yeah, I wouldn't say no to Positano, but yeah, it's all it's about the culture and for me, history yeah. about just having fun. Yeah, Trish. You can have lots of fun in Israel. I'm sorry, you too, but you can. Well, see, Apparently, the bars no. and the restaurants and the cafes and clubs and stuff okay. are amazing. Great beaches. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Mel, what is the old person thing that you do? I told my daughter what a great, <laughs> what a great idea the whole pea plate system was, and she. <laughs> 
And I got the, yeah, you would. And then, of course, then I came back with the, well, you know, laws are made based on what happens out there, you know, in our society. So lots of young people have been killed. Lots of people in my generation that have, you know, got their license and just taken off into the sunset. And oh, yes, the back, you know what I mean. In my day, the back in, in my, my day. day, exactly. So yeah, that, that right. that's an old person thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What yeah. a wonderful yeah. idea the pea plate system yeah. is. You know, it's so good, keeps them all safe. So yeah, no, that did not go down well. So that's definitely an old person. Back thing. in our day, all we had mm. was a piece of string and a tin to play with. <laughs> what are you, MacGyver? No, that's what Gordo says. Apparently, sometimes when I come in and watch the TV, I stand there with my hands behind my back. Uh-huh. And I watch the TV and I've been shown on TikTok, like, you know, people. Yeah, but that's a teacher thing to hands. do as well, I think, isn't yeah, maybe, it? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's a reflection of teaching, like, up and down. Okay, um, Tell me. now we're going to go down the route of hall passes. Now, hall passes are essentially someone you, you won't have access to, yeah. but uh, in the unlikely event that you do have access to, like a yeah. famous person, that's yeah. the person you'd go after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, who, okay. who do you have? Look, I've got two springing to mind. So Jeremy oh, Renner is an actor and he is hot. I, I just think he has so much presence and there's something about him that is so hot and so cool. Who is that again? Jeremy Renner. So he's not, I don't know whether you'd really class him as a full-blown A-lister, but he's been in lots of really cool movies like Wind River and The Town with Ben Affleck and he's just really cool. Can you Google, do you know who that is? <coughs> no idea. Can you I haven't the, even seen those movies. Can you jump on the Google and find out who, who that is? What is it, Jeremy Renner? How do I Jeremy, spell that? You've got a nephew called Jeremy. No, the last Oh, R E double N E R. 50 mil? <laughs> well, he's he's about 50. He's in our age group. He's okay. right there. Okay. While Trish does the searching, this, that was yeah. the first one. What's your second? Oh, Jerome Kano, who used to be in the All Blacks. I literally, Neil, I did an Ally McBeal. You wouldn't know, Dave, because you're too young. But I don't Ally McBeal is. Okay, so she had that, there was yeah. that scene where her mouth would drop open and her tongue, there was that animated tongue. Yes. Well, he walked past me at Auckland Airport once and I was just like, Oh my god! I have never ever seen a physical specimen of a male like in the flesh like him. And so then he ends up in the waiting lounge with us, and I'm saying to Mark, "That's blood. That's bloody Jerome Kane. Oh my god! You know." And then he's sitting beside. Well, I I was in the aisle opposite him, but our son was sitting beside him. Yeah. So he was only about ten or eleven at the time. So he sat there and said nothing. But I started talking to him. Of course, I thought, I've got to, you know, this is an opportunity. What, Trish? (laughs) Did you, by chance, put your leg up on the wall and slap the inside (laughs) of your thigh? I freaking wish I had And ask him if if he felt that heat. I hadn't seen Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids wasn't out at the time. Otherwise, Maybe Melissa was on the plane and saw you do that and that's where she got her famous line from. Anyway, I got a photo. He said, of course, not not with me. I took a photo with... Just of him. <laughs> not weird at all, Dan. Not can, weird at all. Can you stand up, please, and flex your muscles? No, no, with my son. And anyway, he was—he's hot. Hey, and wait. So you use hot. your son as bait? I did. That's—is did. that a move? Is it? Damn straight. I was just—I <laughs> was trying to do the right thing by him. I've still got those photos. Yeah, okay. Mm. You're d- trying, yeah, to, do trying the right to take the right. creepy old lady factor. Yeah. Out. I know, because he's like twenty years younger than me, or something like that. But You're trying to do the right thing by who? Your son? Mm, to get a photo with him. Oh, Because he was rubbish. in the All Blacks and, and Macaulay yes. loves rugby. So. And you've cut it out. You've cut your son out of that picture. <laughs> it's, in, it's in your wallet now. Dave, what is this angle trying to make us both <laughs> no. crazy, creepy, sleazy old women? <laughs> Do you know what? And, you know, and Mark was there the whole time. And I've been telling Mark nonstop since then how hot he is. He thinks it's great. 
Okay. You know. Keeps Great. it alive, Dal. Keeps it alive. Keeps it alive. A little bit of roll pay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you wear the mask again, Dal? Can you just pull a rugby jersey on? <laughs> Please. you got one of those All Blacks jerseys yeah. you can throw on, Dal? might be a bit tight now, but can you put it on? Can you pop it on for me? <laughs> pop your rugby boots on. Sorry. No, I, I'm done. <laughs> I, I think... I, <laughs> Things are getting hot in this studio. Uh, I'm going to head out of here, guys. That was okay. fantastic. Good to get to know you guys a little better. It's over to you. I thought you guys could, ha- you know, have a chat about, uh, you know, just interview each other a little bit. Would you oh, like to do that? After all those sorts of questions, how, how are we going to? Well, I think we're going to calm that. Dave? Let's go for a walk. I, I think it's going to, yeah, have a cold shower and come back. <laughs> Regroup. You're on. Regroup. A little pot of chamomile tea to calm down. <laughs> Right, we're back, and uh, now we get to interview each other. Okay, Melinda, and it's funny because the questions for Melinda are all more highbrow and sensible, and then I and think s- the questions for me are a little bit looser, a little bit lighter, sort so of, sort of refined. <laughs> Not that I'm highbrow, but I'm oh, more serious. So- I, I, more, I, I have more of a serious side. Maybe that is just um, our friends' perceptions of us both, but you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay to hold that space. So, Melinda, the top three women who have influenced you the most in your life. Okay. I would have to go uh, first and foremost with my mum. Yes. Hey. So, she is kind, gracious, dignified, unselfish, all of the things that I'm not. Oh, that <laughs> I'm is still not working true. on. I'm still working That's on. Not and true. she was a great mum. Or is, sorry, she is a great mum. And we are lucky. The boys, I refer to the boys, they're my brothers. We are lucky that we got her. And not everyone is as lucky. No, as we I agree were. with that. And I just think, you know, our mums hold such a lovely place in our lives. And I know your mum, and I know. The thing that she has in common also with my mum that I'm really grateful for is just that enormous capacity for unconditional love and loyalty for her children and her family. You it's know, true. There's just so much love and also, you know, anything that they need, they will go to the nth degree to provide, Yeah, which yeah. is both, just lovely. Both great women. I just found mum growing up, she was consistent, she provided realistic boundaries for us. Um, she used to follow up. So, you know, if we were going to do something and she'd threaten, <laughs> if we did it, she would follow up. So I'm sure there's a few things that great. Faye doesn't know about. <laughs> no, oh. I'm talking about when I was a about child. the Calandra roller skating rink. Did you ever hear about that story? <laughs> well, she picked us up. It's just that we lied about where we'd mm. actually been. But yes. so basically just she kids was... Just kids having ex- fun, <laughs> Just kids having fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, she was an exceptional role model and I think... One of the greatest lessons that mum told us, taught us, it was this message, a key message that she was, she repeated to us throughout our lives, throughout our childhood, I should say, is treat others the way you want to be treated yourself. And I have basically internalised that. And so I live by that and um, and I thank mum for that. So she is definitely the person, that the woman in my life that has influenced me the most. And then... As for number two and three, Trish, I cannot come up with anyone definitively. I would say it's a collective. I'd probably yeah. slot in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking perhaps even three, but I don't necessarily need the second spot. Anyway, as you are. <laughs> Is there some sort of political icon or... 
Oh my god, you make me laugh. It's impossible to it's impossible to differentiate your besties. Okay, well let me rephrase can... that question, Melinda. <laughs> who is the top woman who has influenced you the most? You, Trish. Oh no. <laughs> hey, your mummy. My mum, Okay, yes. I think it's just yeah, that okay. whole collective presence in my life, most definitely. That okay. takes up two and three. So right. it's my turn now. The spotlight has <sighs> yeah removed. I much from prefer me. asking the questions. Hell yeah, I know, I know it. Okay, what are some of the reinventions of Trish? What have been some of the reinventions of you throughout the decades? Well, <laughs> my gosh, there's been quite a few versions of Trisha. So, <clears throat> where do I start? Okay, so obviously, like everyone, went to school. <laughs> I was born. <laughs> I was born in Strathpine. I grew up in Maroochydore. I went to Maroochydore State School, Maroochydore High School. Um, so then I – fun fact that people sometimes find quite surprising that haven't known me all my life is when I first left school, I helped run – a school of deportment and grooming and model agency and occasionally took some of the classes of deportment. So yeah, even Melinda already knows that and it still makes a laugh. And that was the Fay Rolf Academy, which was quite a prestigious institution on the Sunshine Coast. And the gorgeous Fay Rolf is still a dear friend of mine mm. to this day. And cool. um, yeah, I went to her 70th a few months ago. So... She's one of the women alongside mum that shaped me into, she might not want me to say that because I think I worry her when I get a little bit wild. (laughs) No, but she was a positive influence. She was a very positive influence and, you know, some of the more calmer ladylike mannerisms I have, Mm. I can attribute to Faye and my mother. I, I don't quite know where the other ones come from, just that mischievous little character lurking beneath the skin. Um, so then from there, I had a few different jobs after that. But we're not I, speaking um, specifically about jobs. It's more yeah, reinventions no, I know. of you. Well, I'm just doing it how I interpret it. So may I answer my own question? <laughs> if it's okay with you. <laughs> Control freak. <laughs> so, I'm a teacher. <laughs> Like, well, always, 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 <laughs> leave it in, leave it in. See that halo, ladies and gentlemen, that halo is slipping. It is. Okay, so from there I worked for the Sports Girls Sports Craft Group after doing a business administration course at the Serena Russo Institute. Um, and then I got involved in radio at CFM, part of the C-Crew when CFM launched And that started my career in radio, which took me to NX and KOFM in Newcastle. When I went to Newcastle, I moved there without knowing a person. I hadn't even met – no, I'd met the station manager once, but I'd never been to Newcastle. So I basically got off the plane and went to a service department and then from there I had to find my own life. So that was quite a huge jump. But you weren't on air, were you? you were no, 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 no. No, I was never on air. I was just promotions and marketing. So I was... It was a great job. Cool yeah, job. Yeah, it was great. It was so much fun, especially in your 20s. And then from KO and NXFM in Newcastle, I was promotions manager at Fox FM in Melbourne, which was a heap of fun. And then to Triple M in Brisbane. And it was there where I was working where I met my husband, got married, 
and went and lived on a farm. So you and th- you think my children. The reinvention is um, is also, I guess it starts in what your early roles were and yeah. then you ended up in promotions and then in management. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. a very so, cool reinvention. Yeah, it was. And promotions and marketing director at Triple M Brisbane, you know, that was quite a, a great achievement for me considering, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know <laughs> if those pathways are as easily accessible these days considering I didn't have a university degree. So in that era, and I think it's still applicable now that if you get in and work really hard and you have a passion, then you can achieve it. Mm. So that was great. And, um, you know, that brings us to now, you know, I got married and then I've been a mum and now I'm a podcaster. You're a broadcaster. Oh, wow. So they are some of the reinventions of true. And I have enjoyed following along with you. As you reinvented quite yourself. Quite a ride, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It has been quite a ride. There's been a few gaps there where we haven't seen each other much for a few years. But yeah. um, essentially we've been along for the ride with each other. We the have. And I think, you know, whilst we may have been living in different, you know, states or countries, even at times, we were also linked by very dear mutual friends who also kept us in the loop of each other's lives as well. Absolutely. Yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. Okay, now it's my turn. Oh, okay, this is interesting just off the back of my big career spiel. Three careers you've had in your lifetime. All right. I haven't had a lot of careers, so but most recently I was well, a teacher. Give us two so then. I'm going to give you two and then I'm going to give you a fun fact, a fun job that I did. Okay. Love a fun fact. <laughs> uh, so I was um, most recently a secondary English and humanities teacher. So I went to uni at the age of 41 and I did a, an undergrad and then postgrad all part-time um, raising the kids, they were young at the time. And my Mark, my husband, um, had started a business. He was working ridiculous hours, and so I took myself off to uni. And um, I loved every single minute of it, particularly the undergrad, the postgrad. I found that hard yakka. So that was that was my most recent role was that of a um, yeah a secondary teacher, and it's hard yakka. And I have endless admiration for teachers out there. They're, they're extraordinary human beings. Prior to that, I was a flight attendant for nine years, so I flew with ANSET domestically, and prior to that, I lived in Dubai, and I was a flight attendant with Emirates. So that's an interesting job. Flying is not for everybody, and I think um, it bored me to tears in the end, and it was more, the, the lifestyle in Dubai definitely was a lot more fun for me, but I think flight attendants are born. They're those, like, people that, um, they just have, you know, endless patience. I actually think I would be a better flight attendant now than I was when I was flying. But look, interesting jobs. It took me a lot of places, did a lot of things, met a lot of people. That was fun. They're probably the two main careers that I've had. But I did, I did, Trish, teach. I was an aerobics instructor. <laughs> Please tell me that was back in the 80s. It was in the 90s. <gasps> in, I remember this. In Switzerland. <gasps> and I had to take all the lessons, all the classes in French. <laughs> Because I was living in the French-speaking part of Switzerland, oh my, my boss didn't speak any English, and why should he? Because you un, know, du, toi, <laughs> un, du, toi. That's really good, Trish. That's my French is quite good. I did yeah, a little bit at Maroochydore High. You, you've got. I wish I had paid more attention at Maroochydore High in our French lessons. I didn't oh, appreciate. I don't, I don't really know if there was much to be learned. Oh my god! <laughs> no offense. So that was an absolute. Oh my god. Hoot. 
an absolute hoot. So yeah, I used to take stretching classes and I took aerobics classes and I had to deliver them all in French. So what a hoot. Mm. But I can't say that I'm surprised because you are an excellent dancer and you are (laughs) professionally trained. And one another institution on the Sunshine Coast was the Andrea Dalton School of Dance. Melinda rose rapidly through the ranks of the Andrea Dalton School of Dance and was a teacher. And I remember I was also a student at the Andrea Dalton School of Dance. And whilst I was just part of one group dance, I think it was to Star Wars and my mother made an awesome costume. I, and this is before Melinda and I were friends. I was in awe of this girl who got to dance with Andrea at the end of year concert to Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> there was a boxing ring, there were costumes, it was a faux fight and it was spectacular. It was so it doesn't surprise <laughs> me that Melinda has taken these skills from the dance to the heavy heights of Switzerland. <laughs> aerobics instructing. She can still bust a very nice move on the dance floor. And I enjoy I our d- dances. I enjoy our, dance, our dances as well, particularly my Irish dancing, which is my <laughs> latest skill. I would even say that's your party trick to revert to the Absolutely. Irish you're the You're the cartwheel girl and I'm the Irish dance. <laughs> Just picture this, everyone. There's a dance floor. I'm flying across it cartwheeling. Mel's in the corner doing an Irish jig. It's fun for all. Fun for all. And we've both got sensible shoes on. Yes. I'm so into wearing sneakers out, seriously. So, Mel, Mm. tell me, living in Dubai, I imagine Dubai has changed enormously in that time, but Mm. that... Yeah, tell me a bit about that. That's It was epic. I, I loved it. I absolutely love it. You almost become trapped in Dubai in the sense that it was just so addictive at the time. It was fast-paced, it was moving, there was always something on. It was pretty much 24 hours a day and that was when Dubai, it had certainly been discovered and it was developing rapidly but it doesn't look like it looks now. So Mm. it was a really fascinating time to be there because it was still, um, Emirates as a company was still small enough that you would see people that you knew when you were out and there was only a few places that we as expats used to go out. But I loved, I learned so much about Arabic culture and I learned a lot about Arabic culture through the the Lebanese and the Egyptian crew that I would fly with every day. So every day we would have a mother tongue English speaker and a mother tongue Arabic speaker on every single flight. I do not know if it's like that now, but when I flew with them, it was like that. And so I just learned a lot about Islam, just about the food, about, you know, because we had to observe Ramadan just in the sense that we didn't have to participate in it. But things changed in Dubai, Mm. like during Ramadan, for example, and we were all expected to toe the line, which absolutely, and respect it, which we did. So it was just, it was really, really interesting. I, I absolutely loved it. It was difficult to leave and uh, difficult to adjust to being back in Australia because it's it's quite, it is really quite addictive. You know, life is fun over there. So it was probably an ideal time for me to be there because I was young and, you know, I was unattached. So I was free. Mm. So it was perfect. So, yeah, it was. it's a really, really cool place. It's interesting that you say that. And obviously living there and experiencing it, is quite different to just visiting because I got to go there just on a stopover for a few nights on my way back from somewhere and I kind of felt I didn't get to experience it like you did. No. To me it was just kind of this odd. It was like 
everything's going to be bigger and better and it's just and then there's all these people but I didn't get that sense of community that you got for me it kind of felt like the world was ending so we've it's almost like Noah's Ark we've grabbed a whole heap of people from every different race and we've put them all on this tube going into the biggest shopping centre in the world. <laughs> so, But I'm sure it has much more to offer than that. I but, yeah, I just I couldn't find that sense of community and it was really disjointed, but I was only there for two days, so I don't really think that that was giving it time. I think uh, through my travels I've always felt that, Trish, that visiting somewhere, you, know, you can fall in love mm-hmm. with a place, but if you can imagine yourself living there, living somewhere is completely different but you know what I've done just recently when we went overseas looking forward to that day again me too but um I actually and I guess you get a bit of this with Airbnb but this was like a home exchange website and you actually got to stay in someone's home Mm. rather than stay in a hotel and it was more out in the burbs and and it really it was four nights but it really kind of gave you a nice feeling of what it was like to live there albeit for a, a small snapshot rather than being you know you know mind you I do love a luxurious hotel from time to time that's for sure all right so moving right along we're going I'm going back to Trish now and Trish you're a very good interviewer um you're a little <laughs> bit defensive when I asked you that question before you got a little Which bit one? <laughs> I'm not I'm not <laughs> do you like it um if you could go back and talk to your younger self, what advice would you give you? So this is a this is quite a this question's been out there for ages, but I do want to pose it to you because yeah. you had a really interesting life and yeah, look, I, I know. you know what I would go back and I would just say, honey, it's going to be all right. You are doing such an amazing job, and life isn't always going to be easy, but that's life. Um, and I would say that it's going to be okay. Don't be in a rush. Enjoy every day. Don't be thinking, oh, it'll be better when, it'll be better when, it'll be better when. Because it's all okay in the end. And just enjoy the journey. And really look after your self-worth. You know, don't kind of bend and buckle and try and be somebody for someone else or to try and impress someone else. Just be true to yourself Enjoy every day. Don't be in a rush because it's going to be okay. I always have this idea that, um, you know, I, I would be happy to go back in time, like 20 years ago, like, you know, to my 35-year-old self, but only if I knew what I know now. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think with so. With the knowledge. Yeah. With, yeah. And the wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. And the life I experience. I totally agree. Mm. I totally agree. Although the thing is, I think that people of that age – Today, like the age that we're talking about that we'd go back to, I actually think they're a lot wiser than we were at that age. Is that because of the internet? Yeah, I think so. I just think that whole emotional intelligence is far more out there than when we were younger. We never talked about it. Well, I think it was that whole era of just pretend you're okay. You know, just pretend that you've got your shit together, you're okay and nothing's really affecting you and you're cool. Yep. Yep. You know, whereas now we're going, actually, this is how I'm feeling. You know, people are more open, honest, vulnerable, all of that sort of stuff. So you go back, you tell yourself to be kinder to yourself, that it yep. will be okay. Take your time. Don't rush. Tell me about your favourite fashion era. Oh, gosh. Is there not an era I didn't we, love? We could do a whole episode. We could. I this. have really thrown myself into every era with great gusto. And, 
You know what? I think I think I might need to treat you all with some of the photos of me from the eighties. We need to put some of those when yeah. we find them. Yeah, they need to I go really up wholeheartedly embrace the eighties. And you know what? The eighties, the nineties, and now it almost sounds like a radio station. <laughs> I embraced them all. I was tragic, and the bubble skirts, the scrunchies, the you name the era. If there was some sort of weird fashion trend. I was one of the ones who went, I'm never going to do that, and then wholeheartedly embraced it and still doing that to this day. I tell you what, just that just reminded me of the very first time, so this was a long time ago, backpacking through Europe with Desley, a very good friend of ours, and we saw a clip for this song, Pump Up the Jam. <laughs> Remember that? Pump, pump up, up the, the jam. jam. Pump, pump it, it up. up. You'll pump, pump it <laughs> So we that. heard that and we were sitting there like this, she's, expressionless. She's <laughs> now doing a face which has no expression for you people out there. They can't see you, down. And we looked at each other and went, that is absolute crap. That rap, it will never take off. See, it whereas I heard it, I'm going, <laughs> woo, love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> it Digging will it. never go anywhere. Yeah. How well, wrong we were. It's like that internet, as if it's oh, going to go internet. anywhere. <laughs> The World Wide Web. Oh, yeah. oh. Everyone's going to have a computer. Everything think, yeah, Richo? I got back from Dubai and was like, what is everyone banging on about the internet? What even is... <laughs> Should have got shares, Dal. Should have got shares. Should have. <laughs> oh, my darling. Okay, so oh no favourite fashion era specifically, Trish. No, love it all. Love okay. it all. Victim to it all. Embrace it all. And you know what? It all comes back, doesn't it? We'll see it circling around, circling around, circling around. I've got one last question for you, Trish. Oh, okay. Because unfortunately we're going to run out of time and we are oh, going to actually I, have to I wrap I feel this. like I should have given you more questions? But anyway. No, no, I don't. Okay, what's, okay, what's the last question for <laughs> All right, you, so there, this is one that I've heard before as well, but I'm interested in your take on this, Trish. Why am I If nervous? there was a movie made and you were one of the characters, who would you cast as yourself? Oh, easy. Melissa McCarthy. So she is of Bridesmaids fame. She's also in The Boss, Heat with Sandra Bullock. And the reason I choose her is, one, because I have a huge girl crush on her because I just, I follow her on Insta. She makes me laugh and I think that potentially she could make me seem a lot nicer and a lot funnier than I actually am. Rubbish. Yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah. You're well, so much fun and you're so you're so lovely. But you should um, follow her on the Insta. I wouldn't be her. friends with you if you weren't. <laughs> oh, no. I wouldn't even like you. <laughs> but her and her husband on Instagram are worth a follow because they're so fun. Fun fact out there that her husband is actually plays cameo in all of her movies. I'm pretty sure all of them or most of them. I, so he was the, the oh, air marshal. That was funny. Yeah. When she stuck a leg up. <laughs> you can feel the heat from your undergarage. <laughs> yeah, and actually in some of the, um, in some of Bridesmaids, the special cut versions, there's a whole outtake at the end of them two filming oh. their first sex scene. And they don't actually film their sex scene, but it's them pretending to film it as the characters from the movie. And it is so funny. I'll bet. Yeah. I'd like to see that actually. That is hilarious. Yeah, so, so yeah, I love, I love her and I just love her. She's down to earth. She's funny and hopefully she would make me seem a lot more funny and kinder. So you see elements of her reflected in you? I'd like to. Yes. Yeah, I think I think so. I think yeah. we can run with that. And she rocks a curve too. She I chair. like that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's real. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. 
to this episode. Don't forget to rate, review, share with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram, don't give a 50 and email us at hello at don'tgiveafifty.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you'd like us to tackle next, any topic at all. And remember, life is for living. Buy the shoes, eat the cake, gluten-free for Trish, cheese and crackers for me, <laughs> drink the wine, use the good stuff. Just don't give a 50 because we are all awesome. You are awesome, regardless of age, and living is an absolute privilege. Yes, and just on that, one more thing I would say to my younger self, eat the cake, doll. Eat the cake. <laughs> you are going to be a celiac. Eat the white bread. Eat the cake. Eat the gluten. Enjoy it while you can because it's not a forever thing, my friend. And it's don't not get, a forever thing. Don't give a 50 about that flat stomach. <sighs> no. Because who cares? 100 sit-ups a night back in the 80s. <laughs> How many sit-ups now? Zero. <laughs>